This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Four Loco. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, tread lightly, <coughs> bitch. The drink that tried to kill me in college. <laughs> you was a, oh, well, you older than me. Ooh. Is returning with a 14% alcohol seltzer. I was going to say. And I am not here for it. <laughs> I'm used to Alka-Seltzer. That's the only seltzer we recognize. <laughs> this sounds like a setup from Donald Trump to kill the rest of us before Election Day so he can get the numbers down. I'm not here for it. I'm not falling for the trap. Do not fall for the trap of this new Four loco that is 14% alcohol. All that bubbly stuff. You could go get some champagne, man. A seltzer? You can do a budget Ugh. Pinot or something, girl. This sounds like a trip to the emergency room. And then you have to, if you drink like the full can... In like an hour, and they have to pump your stomach. Oh, the ER admission already, and then the sheets in in the hospitals cost a thousand dollars a day. No. Hopefully, you don't shit on the sheets. It's just it's gonna come back out. I, no, and then don't y'all shout, do it, children. Shout it out. Say no to four loco. <laughs> but I do love four. Do they? They don't even sell four locos in DC. I haven't seen any. Uh, they sell a different um like batch. Like it's uh-huh. it's not the higher alcohol percentage. Look, that's like look, not our legislators. <laughs> <laughs> so say no to four locos. The Senate ain't doing no work. They don't need to be going to the store to get no four locos anyway. Neither is the House of Representatives. But that's another story for another day. I am the Superman. T H E E S U P A M A N. A.K.A. Tuxedo Mask Top. B.K.A. Sailor Uranus. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. I have a question for you guys. I'm putting together my birthday playlist. So which application should I do it on? I don't have Apple Music. But if y'all ask me, I'll do Apple Music for two or three months. I think they probably offer me three months for the price of one month anyway. Um, but I do have Spotify, and I do have Tidal. And Google. Um, the girls don't have Google Play Music. But what um, I'm going to do like a birthday playlist on the internet this weekend. So tell me which music apps I should. And if you recommend Apple Music, I need you to go to patreon.com forward slash here for a pie and donate. Because, look. You can hit- get it off a of LimeWire. Apple Music How old are you? <laughs> you can also find me on the next episode of Queen Radio. Which we discussed over on our Patreon. Like Ron was just saying, um, get over to our Patreon if you would like the content uh that we talked about uh as far as Nicki Minaj versus Trina and or if it is a beef or not. But you can only hear that content over on our Patreon. And it's Wednesday, um, down to the evening hours, and Trina still has not went live at time of recording. So we don't know what Trina said. After y'all listen to this, leave us comments and tell us what Trina said, because we want to know. I'm going to be asleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> something tells me she's going to be up at 1 a.m. Trina's she, after, she done, after she done lit the blunt, and then she's going to get on to the live. I'm going to sleep She'll at She'll go o'clock. out to the balcony like she did in the last video. <laughs> Light the blunt. Anyway, uh... uh our icebreaker this week is Whitney Houston's birthday was last week. What is your favorite Whitney Houston moment? Um, she was somewhere performing and she bought Bobby Christina out. And Bobby Christina had ran across the stage. She's like, my baby, y'all. And then Bobby Christina ran out. And then while 
I th- if I remember right, y'all, I've been drinking tequila. If I remember right, Bobby Christina was still on her arm, and she gave the mic to Monica to sing. I think um, "Don't Take It Personal" had just came out, mm. and she let Monica do a ooh, and then she gave the mic back to her. And Williams like ooh, and then she, um, and then I think in the same breath, she had walked over to the left side of the stage and gave the mic to Brandy and let Brandy do a ooh, because <laughs> they were separated at the time. <laughs> what we gotta do? Separate. Talk about me and you. Come wow. on, the Kelly Rowland remix. Separate. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, um, that was when Brett, when Whitney was on the stage, brought Barbara Christina out. I forgot what she was performing, but it was like in the back back days. We'll have to look for that one. Yeah. Um, mine is obviously the iconic interview with Diane Sawyer <laughs> because mm. my good sisterin, huh, was definitely high. Diane knew it, she knew it, and we knew it. The cameraman knew it. <laughs> Everyone knew it. The producer knew it. And Whitney was just going to act her way through it and pretend that everything was okay. Huh. <laughs> Diane was like, um, look at these pictures. You you look like you lost a lot of weight. Whitney was like, I'm I'm a small I'm small framed or some shit yeah, like she that. Said, I have a small frame. I have a small frame. I was like, Whitney, you know goddamn well, huh? What these pictures tell, and you out here playing in front of the camera. <laughs> so that is my favorite Whitney Houston moment. I am not saying um, I approve of the drug use. I am just saying it was comical. It was, it was great legendary. Television. It was great. To- Look, it was legendary. ABC got their ratings on that night. And so that is one of my all-time favorite Whitney Houston memories. I have so many other ones, but that one's just my all-time The Wendy phase. Williams interview also. <laughs> yes. Woman to woman. Sweetie, we've done the same thing. Your man cheating on me. Your man cheating on you. We did the same drugs. <laughs> we've been out here in these streets. Not that we endorsed any of what's happened, but it was an amazing moment in radio. It arguably might have set up Wendy Houston. Wendy Houston. Woo. <laughs> oh, Wendy Houston. Okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Wendy Williams' career because that was like her mm-hmm. show was just getting off the ground then, and and for her to have that kind of smoke with a celebrity of Whitney Houston's caliber made other people continue to t- tune into the show, which may have made it what what it is today. So I wonder if her biography Wendy's Got the Heat is available on audiobook. Oh 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 oh! Pause this podcast. Hello, open Audible. <laughs> I'm about to see if Wendy's got the heat that's on Audible. Wow. Um, our word of the day while he's We need doing a that. Audible endorsement. <laughs> we do. Um, I'm gonna get to that when I get to my altar call here in a minute. Our word of the day this week is scream hood. Scream hood. Have you heard of a scream hood? Wendy's got I don't care about this podcast. We gotta see if Wendy got the heat on Audible. Oh, no results found. Fuck mm. you, Wendy. Wow. Uh, oh, I gotta pick my iPad up by notes on there. <laughs> um, what's the question? A scream hood. This sounds very KKK. Ooh, no. Pre inauguration. Well, are they wait? Is it there a lounge area in the KKK ceremony? Mm, no. Oh. Scream hood, aka a deprivation or bondage hood, um, is a fetish hood. It may be made from rubber, latex, PVC, spandex. Darlex or leather is a full-faced hood typically used for the practice of head bondage and to restrain and objectify the wearer um, through all senses. So it is the type of mask that we saw in the last episode of Pose 
where Electra's client um, wanted to be just left alone where he couldn't hear shit, see shit, uh, hear shit, see shit, smell shit. Uh, he, and he couldn't get away. He, and he so, peed in the costume. And he peed in the costume. But the hood part of the costume that was over his head is called a scream hood or a deprivation, a.k.a. bondage hood. So that is why it is our word of the day. W-E-R-D. Thank you guys so much for your support of this ghetto-ass podcast. Um, this podcast is not free. This podcast is work as well. Um, and we thank our previous donors who have been awesome in supporting it. Um, we have one donor in particular that is coming up again, uh, that will be sponsoring future episodes and we thank them so much. And once that sponsorship comes up, I will let you guys know about it. Um, but if you would like to see this podcast continue, please get over to our Patreon and for at least $1 a month, you can contribute to keeping this podcast on the air and on the necks of the oppressors colonizers and xenophobes because that is what we are trusted to do um if you would like to continue to support this podcast and you ain't got no money you can at least subscribe subscriptions help likes help comments help we appreciate it all shares with your community helps um also if you have a business uh that you would like to be promoted on this wonderful platform uh, hit us up to talk details to be a super sponsor. Shout out to Six for Luxury. We love them. Yes. Uh, we love First all of, all, of our I sponsors. I need to hit Six for Luxury back up and tell him I need a new um, scrub. Those face scrubs. My birthday coming up. And I don't want to have no pimp. I got, do you see this one right here? And I got one over here somewhere. Yeah, it's like a horn. I stopped using my um, Six for Luxury. Yeah. I need. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the devil is whooping your ass because of it. Look at that. <laughs> Um, our affirmation this week is You will always be a child I could say a woman Okay but a child Cool. You're, you're, a gonna child. Take, you're gonna take this somewhere I am Speech, 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 speech Embrace learning at whatever age you are And be okay with making valid mistakes um, You are never too old to make mistakes You will always make mistakes Your last mistake will be the day that you die that is the last mistake that you will ever make. After making those mistakes, recalibrate and figure out how to not make those same mistakes and grow in your childhood. That is our affirmation this week. Um, last week, we reported on the assault of Alicia Love uh, here in the D.C., Maryland and or Virginia area. DMV. Is there an update to that? Yes. Thank you. Now, video evidence has come out proving her story because, again, a lot of times when these stories happen, we don't believe the victims. We don't believe it happened the way that the victims say that it happened. All of the above of all of that bullshit. But there is now clear video evidence. It's not even like black and white. It's not even like is um, it in 4K? Static-y. I was gonna say 4K. Oh, it, oh, it might as well be in 4K. <laughs> It is clear as fuck, mm. the video evidence. Uh, it's on WashingtonPlay.com right now. Uh, if you go over to their website, you can see the video um, at the end of the article where they're talking about it as well. But you can see crystal clear images of some of her attackers. Um, there were other attackers that weren't on the video, but you can see them walking around outside of the gas station where she was. And you, you can see that there are numbers of these boys that were attacking her. 
And so uh, the number that she reported is accurate. We got clear facial pictures of at least five of them. Um, so they are the police are actively looking for them right now, which is a good thing. Amen. Um, though they weren't wearing MAGA hats, this is still a hate crime. So I was reading the comments of the video and um, many of the commenters were other black people that were not were Here saying we that go. this was not a hate crime. Here we go. And, um, you know, these boys should be given um, the same treatment of other white boys that cr that do similar crimes and all of that, yada, yada, yada. Fuck that. I feel like Cardi B. <laughs> what was the reason? What was the... There was no reason. As a manager of a club, I already know to expect drunk gay people... As a manager at the gay club, when I get off work, it's gonna be drunk gay people outside. I this, already know this how was this not even drunk gay reacting people. girls. These were be. straight boys, and so when y'all come with me, with like they're not even gay girls, the patrons of my club, it's like heterosexual people. First of all, why are y'all out at this time of night? Don't you got some pussy you could be getting, some sleep you could be getting, some Drugs rent to be money, doing, some rent money that you could be making. Like, these aren't even my people out here attacking me. Like, these are girls from left field. Like, what are y'all doing? What is going on? And I know that as a manager of the club, she's worked there for like seven, eight years, if my recollect my memory. Oh, God bless that. But, um, so she's very managerial fish who manages the money. So she knows she's got to leave work and be safe and watch her surroundings and all that. Girl, I'm just trying to get off work at three in the morning and go home. I just went out my parent Delta to the club because the new Ariel and Grande single was cute. So, what is going on? It is a hate crime because I'm a transgender woman. Not to um, change the subject, but to change the subject, I am George Johnson on Twitter. There was two gay boys down to the bus stop um, in a video that he reposted. And then it was like four or five straight dudes was like... Abra, gone on somewhere for that shit, with that shit, that gay shit. Sweetie, I'm waiting for the L2, the M3, the one that go downtown, the L train. I'm waiting on, and right here is where I wait for it. But the gay guys were like, we don't want no drama. We're just going to move around. And the straight people recorded for two and a half minutes where they cackled, laughed at, berated. The two gay guys... For being feminine presenting, not having on the new Aniche Pele Pele, whatever. What are the girls wearing? I don't know. Is Pele Pele still a brand? Um, wow. <laughs> and you know, like, you asked how old I was. <laughs> we just exist. Main point we just exist. And people are uncomfortable with us, and we don't do anything to people. And they just hate us. It, and so it becomes a hate crime. So, through your reporting, thank God there's a video. Yeah. Um, again, the assailants were young black men uh, l appearing to be under the ages of 18, um, appearing to be between the ages of 15 to 18. Okay. So um, the the argument that this is not a hate crime is homophobic in itself. Motive. If you Motive. don't think that they targeted Alicia because of the way she looks, the way she presents, or where she was coming from... You are part of the problem and not uh -oh. part of the solution. Uh -oh. This is not no um, 
well, we're going to keep the family secrets in the house type shit that your parents would say. Because that's, that's really what the comments were kind of giving me. Like, well, these since these are young black boys, you know, we're just going to keep this in, internal. And, you know, we're going to have a strong talking to them. Don't, don't call the police. No. They need to be pro- prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for this shit. It is not okay for them to do it. It is not okay for their behavior to go unpunished for other boys to see that they can also get away with the same type of shit. Mm. And if we don't prosecute them... It will signify to other other girls, other, other boys. <laughs> boys, black, white, brown, and or yellow, that they can target a trans woman at three o'clock in the morning, and they will get away with it. So, and no. if they're doing this to trans women, uh, biological women is up next. Hello, or already a part of that. So this is hatred, and I refuse to not call it out, uh, even if um, it costs. The freedom of young black men I apologize for the way that that sounds Because I know that that sounds trashy But um, I do believe that they need to be prosecuted To the fullest extent of the law Uh, MTV Has finally gotten tired Of Kid Fury and Crystal Smoke Kid Fury and Crystal have been on MTV's ass for the better part of three years About Getting Missy Misdemeanor Elliot um, her, her video Vanguard Award <laughs> And um, I guess someone over at MTV Finally listened to an episode of The Read <laughs> Ooh girl listen to this retweet <laughs> I got like 12 retweets about this And they were like Well we were going to give it to Taylor Swift this year But I guess <laughs> Missy can get it <laughs> There was a robot that J-Lo was going to get it or did J-Lo, J-Lo already got it, it J-Lo, Yeah J-Lo got it last year And they was like J- no shade to J-Lo, but girl <laughs> No shade What are you doing? <laughs> um, so really, the, the years should have been switched It should have been Missy and then J-Lo Because that is the way that those careers cool. came along Cool Because my question is After Missy, then who? They're going to bring it right back around to Taylor I was going to say who uh... they're, gonna bring, they're going to bring it back around to Taylor Okay, cool I guess Tadra can perform at the dedication Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what are y'all gonna do? I don't know. I am excited because I can't you wait to watch like the show because I know Missy is going to put on a show. I would like to hear um, "Can't Stand the Rain." I know I may be one of the few girls that want to hear that. Um, and she's a bitch. I want her to do. Both. She's a bitch. I want her to do both of those. I want her to do the video aesthetic for "She's the Bitch." Specifically because girls that have not seen that video should see that video. That was a thing. So a million dollar thing. <laughs> she's a bitch, can't stand the rain. I want to hear those. What she did with Beat Me 911, I know it was on it was 702 acting like the dolls. And then she was and then it was Timbal and Emma Goo. Oh my mm-hmm. god, they have to be a part of it too, because that was a whole movement. Beat me when they were uh ticking. There has to be a thing So a partial 702 reunion Rest in peace to the member that we lost But we gotta She's gotta have special guests And I Ooh just, she could do an Aaliyah song too I I wanna see the special guests No hologram Oh no please no Aaliyah hologram no. She can do an Aaliyah song without Aaliyah well, hologram you know, They're gonna They're gonna I'm ready. All I'm saying is I'm ready. And I'm just like, award show. No to hologram. We've said no every time. Look, we got Tupac for y'all. If it's not. The Billboard Awards brought out five Madonna holograms, and we were like, sweetie. The real Madonna is around here still. <laughs> what would they do? Anyway. Um, <laughs> next up, 
Twitter. <laughs> is the real Madonna still a real man? Actually, she has transformed. Check so, check. Uh, <laughs> Twitter um, posed a curious question that I thought that we would address. Um, it was a popular thing that I saw. I got over two thousand likes and uh, about a thousand retweets. Um, it said things that annoy you about being a gay man. So, um, I figured that we would cover a few of them if we got a few of them. Um, Because I think it's a real thing of how we can better um, create other space for discussions in the gay community. That, as well as create better paths for younger gays coming up behind us if they get to our age because this world is burning fast. We better become mothers. We about to be indoctrinated. Yes. Is yeah. that a word? Indoctrinated. Before we, but Ooh. before we become the next pray tale and blonde, <laughs> and we're gonna get there. Um, what annoys you? What about? are the things that annoy you about being a gay man? So I think I'm annoyed. I won't say most, but a big annoyance is the consistent co- comparison to hetero relationships that gay men have to. Face mm-hmm. and have to not be a part of at the same time. Um, it creates this cycle of damage or feeling not as good as or feeling like you are an imposter because you're not like the stereotypical hetero relationship of a man and a woman. And you're never going to be. No matter how hard y'all try, you're never going to be in a heterosexual relationship if you are with a gay man. Or bisexual man or pansexual, anybody else that identifies along the spectrum that's not heterosexual. Um, but I think that one, sexuality is different between gay men. Um, norms, gender norms, all of, all of those different things are different between uh, homosexual and heterosexual relationships. And that's why applying the standards of a heterosexual relationship to a homo- to a homosexual relationship is annoying as fuck hate it um as a gay man you do have the duality of femininity and masculinity you can um figure out what you want to be more open about if you want to be more open about more of your femininity than your masculinity that's also a choice um and you can also decide what you want to display and what you don't want to display. Um, in heterosexual relationships, that is extremely very hard to do. <gasps> it's hard. It's hard for a heterosexual man to be. Oh, well, I'm kind of feminine. Then a woman's gonna be like, "What?" And her friends <laughs> and her family. Ah, I, I don't think I want to make children with you. <laughs> um, Not a procreate. I thought that's what relationships was for. I thought that was the purpose of marriage. So procreation. So they don't have that luxury. We should bask in the luxury that we do have of being able to do both, be both, be feminine and be masculine, be in between, be a butch queen, be all of those things and be happy about it and comfortable in that space, especially in relationships. So um, I thought that that was an important thing that they were talking about and debating on Twitter. And, of course, they went and some girls was just like fleeting I'm like that that's the thing that annoys you about being gay is fleeting that thing 
That one thing. You need to be a top then, girl. <laughs> Warren Hill, she made a career out of that. That thing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Two things for me. Um, shit, I forgot one of them. <laughs> Memory. Um, definitely, uh, for me, is bottom shaming. Um, a dick is going to get hard and somebody's going to have to take it. Uh, so shaming or seeing someone as less than because they are the receiver in the encounter of sex is dumb to me and that's why I always say I'm the Kim Kardashian for bottom reform hashtag justice for bottoms I say it loudly I say it proudly because the dick gets hard and somebody have to take it well see and so, being a Kim a, Kardashian of bottom reforming is not really gonna, good because she only does this like sometimes <laughs> I, I only get a point across a time or two. Look, and Kim Kardashian has only got a point across a time or two. She be loud all the time, but she only get a point across a time or two. Okay. And if I can do that, that is justice for the LGBT community. That is justice for bottoms. Okay. And why I say that. And also, um, what you were just saying is not exclusive to heterosexual relationships because um, making it about sex. In some sexual encounters, some men like pegging. Some men like to get their butt ate. And in some other relationships, the man don't like his butt ate. He don't want you to um, stroke his prostate. That's not like a... Oh, look at me rhyming. Um, and also, some girls will let you fuck them in the ass. Some girls will only on um, anniversaries and birthdays. There are different sexual encounters... In relationships, and it's not about being heterosexual or bisexual or pansexual or demisexual or any of the other um, versions of sexual. And also, um, I might would like to be a, a home woman, and you go get the money. Because there's also the, those girls that say, my bottom will not pay rent in my house. Huh? I'm a strong, independent black woman. And so someone who's going to support be my partner is going to have to ex- going to have to accept Ronald Matters has his own views, his own vision for his life. And my job is to support his vision if they come across with my vision some kind of way. And I don't own him. He is not property of mine because his mouth bad. <laughs> and chap, I'm going to have to. See if I can just go out sometimes and know when to shut my mouth. That's that's what a real relationship is about. And this not. Are you working on that? Huh? <laughs> are you talking to your counselor? Call about me that? back. Call me back. Call me back. I'm gonna see. The uh, symptoms are still present. <laughs> but that's not exclusive to a heterosexual relationship. And so for people to be like, hmm, dishing is getting on my nerves. But girl, don't dish. There's girls who also claim that they don't dish. They just watch what they eat that day. And some girls are like, well, if he going up there, it's an ass. There's girls. That's not exclusive to a heterosexual or a homosexual relationship. Well, this is not sexual health yet, but I'll just jump right in so, on that. So I had a conversation with Jason Zhu. Um, Jason Zhu. He's um, coming to town soon. Uh, yeah. We're in discussions. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> and I so, saw this. I was like, hmm. Hmm. More, more later, Jan. Um, more eleven. So, uh, the conversation Jason Zoo and I were having was about his process because uh, he, at that point, he was award-winning performer. Award-winning performance. Uh, as he's versatile, but 
at the time he was doing more bottoming than topping in porn. And he was also um, someone that was uh, of the tribe of not having to fleet or don't didn't fleet before scenes and um, personal sex. And so he said because of his vegan diet, he was able to um, track his bowel movements. Come on out. And then No, just... well, don't come on out. I don't know. <laughs> well, nothing came on out because he did it on video. He has an award-winning career, so. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Huh? To that. I forgot why we got to that tangent. But um, tell us the things that you feel like annoy you about being a gay man. Um, this is a gay-ass podcast, and we would love to hear from you gay-ass people listening. Um, next. Ah, 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 ah. He said, let's start. Y'all get on my nerves. Let's start a three or four girls who wear glasses. Let's start a three or four. It's so, a trap. It's a trap for girls this, to gain clout and followers. Uh, this thread says, uh, this is for girls with thighs. Look at his thighs. Oh, okay, well, he shouldn't be in the thread. We're going to call him back. No, we're not going to call him back. <laughs> actually, block his number. Um, and that's actually what I'm getting to next. Delete and block ignorant transphobic people um i have been in skirmishes Ooh, this past week it's cute there you go look at that look at you spelling bee champion i was in the spelling bee okay you didn't say you won but you said you was in there i was there um i've been in some skirmishes this past week because um my mouth has always been bad you got a podcast, and um, <laughs> you got a YouTube channel. When I see shit, I say shit. Huh? I don't. I'm not. I'm not one. Trina to better just... watch out whenever she going live. <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing about my Sagittarius sister. I think depends on what she gonna say. Anyway, um, when I see shit, I say shit. I don't just scroll past and be like, oh well, bless them. No, because sometimes it. Sometimes people need a little tongue lashing to learn something. If you post it on social media, social media is a social network. Yes. And so I see all kinds of shit on my timeline. And when I see shit, again, I have to say shit when it's just ignorant. Or when it differs with your values. No, because you know, like if you provide your own opinion, you like to have a healthy discussion. Even if You're it, not close out to a healthy discussion. No, but I do those on here where I'm paid to do those discussions. <laughs> Not on Facebook or Twitter But those discussions are different Than when I see something um, Transphobic, homophobic, xenophobic Blah 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 Where I I see that it's a black person Or it's a black gay person doing it And I'm like Bruh you the one that You should be on our team What are you doing So I saw someone post this past week um, This ignorant piece of trash person uh, posted a picture of MJ Rodriguez, aka Blanca from Pose, um, before her transition. A picture of her as a boy. Mm-hmm. An unflattering picture of her as a boy. That's why I hate the internet. No, this is why I have to get girls together. Mm-hmm. And I did so under said picture. And after I got done dragging, I deleted and blocked him. I. Um, Hydrate, girl. <laughs> This water. You turn it to Mother Electra. <laughs> mother Electra. Mother We're gonna get there. <laughs> I promise. Um, but I saw there was like some people commenting before uh, I grabbed him by his wig. Um, 
saying, you know, I can't believe you would do something like this. And, oh, my God, why would you do this? Why would you say this? You know how wrong this is. And obviously, he should have gotten the message by like 40 comments of that later. But he didn't delete the post because he just said, well, I'm learning something about myself. So if you are learning anything, then you would have deleted the post by now. And so since you wanted it still up on social media and I am who I am and I've read these comments, I saw your original context. Well, give me a wig. Because you are here asking for the smoke. And by now, you have not gotten stung by enough bees to get your ass out the goddamn hornet's nest. I don't like bitches that delete their comments, though, either, though. Uh-uh, leave it up. You said you said what you said. Leave it up. We but don't if you, drag. If you're going to leave up something transphobic. Drag, get, get, get this dragon for three days. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what happened. And I assume he's probably get still getting drag, the dragon. Get, if, the, get the dragging. Well deserved. But take... Take this stupid shit down if you are really about the learning process. If you are really trying to learn something or you didn't know something. Oh, no, I'm just not for the girls deleting their social media. Mm, I don't know. Because the internet is forever. Somebody screenshot it. I don't know. He ain't going to ever run for president and we not know that he said this stupid girl, shit. Girl, pictures I deleted off my Insta. And it's, I can search my name on the internet. The girl's like, picture.net. Ronald Meadows posted this in 2013. First of all, Instagram was a different platform in 2013. So I deleted this picture. Because I couldn't say what I'm saying now. You see, you deleted videos too. Ones with you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you when you are really trying to learn something, leave it up so other people can see that. Other people can see that. Don't other say, people can see you being don't, stupid don't say, and transphobic. Don't, don't say things like this because you will get dragged. Post your iris press release and make that your last post for a few days. Um, after my post on Ed Dominique T.A.R. Jackson's profile, I um, am bearing witness to the dragging, and I have gone to YouTube.com, and I have watched channels including this, that, and this, and I am a different person now. Um, I appreciate it. But a different person that. now, a different person now would not leave that shit up on their tra- on on timeline. Yeah, because y'all some scary ass hoes. No, I, I have evolved about different things. Uh, people that have been following me for having blonde hair. Thank God you evolved beyond that. I haven't evolved past that. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I've evolved on many stances and things that I've said and put out in social media. But I, but if I ever said something that was too problematic for me to defend, then I would definitely delete it. Okay. I I can say that I that's why I go over to here for a shop right now. <laughs> you can get your problematic shirt as well. Yeah. I can say and stand up in me being problematic. Do I think that I said anything or did anything that was homophobic, xenophobic, transphobic previously? No. Okay. If I did do those things, then yeah, I will go back and take that shit down because that's hurtful. That's hurtful Ooh. to other people that aren't MJ Rodriguez. MJ Rodriguez don't know who the fuck he is and probably will never know who the fuck he is. She's up here on cloud nine with millions of dollars, looking beautiful, booking, <laughs> booking shoots, Award booking her net MJ shows. She, she is going to be unbothered by this. Show. She is going to be unbothered by this, but there's going to be a, another trans girl or boy that sees this stupid ass transphobic bullshit that you posted and be like, well, I guess I shouldn't post but my you pictures. Also gotta leave it, you also got to leave it up for all those responses. This person left this trash response, and there was so there was so much opportunity for education. 
the opportunity for education would be oop I did something wrong let me move let me let me get this shit out the way okay so let's say okay. if um Nicki Minaj did the same thing you would tell Nicki Minaj to leave that shit up first and foremost that shit is on you Nicki Minaj can delete it from her Instagram stories but that shit has been already reformatted to MP4 and uploaded to YouTube <laughs> no so you would the not same tell way, the same way Instagram comments don't die which I just said I've deleted Instagram photos and it yeah. shit still lives on a imgur.com or something something a, a database that the space got it the space got it but it's about it's about if you are really trying to learn something learn something from it you would delete but it. But why? Why did not? My because Nicki Minaj got an album coming out. Why at some did point. not? Why did not other people the space to receive an organic education? And you I had the space. If the space, if the space was, you left the post up for an hour and you got stung by forty bees. I learned something. That was that was the would, space I enough for you to learn. For other pe- I would appreciate for other people to learn something from this. So what about I'm the trans asking. person? I'm no, asking. no, no, I'm asking. No, okay, because so because the forty people that stunk his ass before I got to his ass. Here we go. Um, that taught him and the people that were watching mm-hmm. and commenting enough about the subject because it should be obvious that you don't do stupid shit like that. Okay, it should be obvious. But it he obviously also responded was not. to those comments this and said that he was. Learning. Oh no no no! He wanted to fight back in the no, comments. No, you you said that he said he was learning. Yeah, he he said he was learning to the other people's comments. But when mm-hmm. I told him this is ignorant, take this bullshit down, then he wanted to fight in the comments, and oh. then he was unprepared for the fight because I showed up with. It took a left turn when you got him. Okay, I showed up with an M4 and he had a knife. Okay. Um, but I disagree. Okay. Humbly That's disagree. So, also, if you guys agree with me, know. let me know in the comments of this video if you agree with Ronald Matters. Let because know. I've made blog posts with girls like, you need to delete this. This is an embarrassment to the LGBT community. And as a blogger, I go, hey, as a blogger, my what I do, I create space to have conversation. Oh, here go Ronald Matters exposing another DL pastor. Well, What's the intent? Let's have let's have the conversation about the activities that DL pastors do because clearly if if this is on trend for me, then clearly this ain't the first, fifth, the fifteenth pastor that I've exposed according to y'all's reports. So what is going on in the religious community that you guys need to face and come forward with instead of me having to face and come forward with, <laughs> girl. Because I'm doing my job as a girl. Whether I'm an uneducated girl, if I know all the laws, and girl, you can't sue me behind it. So Actually, they can. Some of them sent you a cease and desist. I, I've received a few cease and desist, <laughs> but not from no pastors. And literally but, uh, from no pastors. Because I definitely say, like, hey, this is the culture. This is what's going on. Do I have an uneducated opinion? Or what do you guys think about this? And you have to create, I feel... Create space for conversation, but that's just because of what my what my job is, and so maybe as a consumer who's just having an ignorant, perceived ignorant opinion. Oh no, their 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 goal with with their comments that they leave and blah 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 blah. blah. No, what is the intent? What is, is different it, again? That's, that's what I'm saying is intent versus <coughs> impact is two different and things. Could be, and that could be true. And so, if you write a blog post. Talking about the culture of DL pastors, the intent is not to um, out purposely shame one out, person. No, yeah, but this is the like culture you in, in you're not the outing profession, sir. the intent is not you are outing um, this DL pastor, Jeremy. this DL like, pastor, Jeremy, and this girl, DL pastor. You, oh. The intent is not that, and so 
that's why that impact is different. Mm-hmm. The intent that this person posted just a picture of MJ Rodriguez on the night that Pose comes on mm-hmm. before she transitioned as a boy with no comments. She's like, girl, I'm gonna get some interaction. The on intent this night. the intent was homophobia and transphobia. <laughs> so that and that's what that's why the impact I'm gonna get my follows up if was I what this. it was. And so that's why you need to delete that bullshit. It's not mm-hmm. You learned on that night. <laughs> that was anyway. Moving right along. Uh, I said I put that story right before um, our pose review because um, girls trip. We do need to pr- protect um, the image and um, the uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? What's the word, Toya? The credibility of the stars on Pose. There has never been a show like Pose ever before. Agreed. Ever. And if they get robbed for these Emmys, we will know that they earned them. We should be defending these trans women and trans men because nobody else will. Nobody else will. And I will defend MJ Rodriguez. I will defend uh, India Moore. I will defend Dominic Dominic Jackson. Jackson. Till my dying breath Because they are pioneers They are pioneers And we should defend them Um, We are recording a day late (laughs) Why you confess that? (laughs) I was like shit we're not even going to address that Yeah we are Because we thought we was going to be slick And uh, watch last night's episode of Pose And review that today Uh So that we would be caught up And then we could do the same thing next week I'm tired of being late with my Pose review yeah, so we we decided we were trying to play catch up for you guys and recorded a day late so that we could do that. And then they put out this episode that happened last night that was very meh huh. at best. We'll get to last night's episode, but first let's cover the, the episode from last week that oh, we didn't I cover, cover yet. Too? Oh shit! Yeah, well, I'm not prepared. Apparently, what happened? Tell Pray me. tell needs to be a mentor or a bay. He cannot be both. You got the whip. Was that the right yes. song to play right there? Absolutely. I went off. Okay. The whole soundtrack, that whole episode, mm-hmm. I went off. One of the songs is the song for my soul this week. All right. FYI. Moving forward. Because I was just up. like, this, the soundtrack, they get the soundtrack right a lot of times, but that time I was like, oh, they hit. Summer, 80, summer 91, this was the song? Okay. Oh, they was hitting it. Um, Literally. We got. <laughs> He said, I think I want you to do me. And I was like, uh, you want him to do you. Fully versed lives matter. <laughs> I'm so happy. It wasn't an ageism thing. It was just like a, I don't see him topping me. I didn't really didn't see <laughs> Prince Hill topping me. <laughs> you didn't have to. Ricky did. <laughs> and Ricky got that peen. Relationship. Look, this is why relationships, it's, I don't know. Who topping who in this one? I don't know. You ain't supposed to know. You're only supposed to know if you're in that relationship. But this is the first time that we got to see a fully versed session on TV. Prime time. Of two HIV positive people. Again, this show is a pioneering show. These are pioneers. We would never, we have never seen it before. And we don't know if we ever going to really see it again. Huh? Um... So, Pray Tell and Ricky are in a serial relationship, not a serial discordant. Serial discordant is where 
they come from two different one person is positive, one person is HIV statuses. Yes, mm-hmm. they are of the same HIV, HIV status. Same. As we know of now, there are still dangers in doing that, but there's comforts in it as well. The dangers are you don't know which. Who has HSV, HIV 1, who has HIV 2, which strain. strain. And, and what is, medications are y'all both taking. Which one is more aggressive than the other. Those are real conversations to have in HIV positive serocordant relationships. Um, Whip appeal took me out. Okay. Um, Rick- well, Blanca found out though. <laughs> Went to the Sunday dinner. Hold on. Ricky takes Pray Tell down Old Town Road, <laughs> and then Pray Tell flips it and reverses it <laughs> to give us this black fully burst scene that was memed all over Twitter before I could actually even see the episode. And I had already knew that Ricky was fucking the dog shit out of Pray Tell. We're going to record late next week. And I was like, when I got that text, I was like, yeah, we're going to have to record late next week because they doing scams. And I keep being late to the party. I lift. I lift. Poppy, thick thighs save lives. Where? In that episode, it was him. Oh, yes. He has some thick ass thighs. Okay, cool. In that episode, him and Angel were in the bed. And he was in his um, tidy whities with his leg all cocked up. Ugh. Keep it. I'll take it. Keep it, girl. <laughs> it's yours. It's yours. Thank you. I claim the victory. Um, Angel is moving out. Angel has moved out. Um, I thought that was a, a big moment that happened. Um, Shout got- out to the homeless trade finding them a house. You got this um, booming ass Molly career. I found us a house for four twenty five a month. Okay, I want to know where he found it at. He said it was his homeboy, but was this house listed on Craigslist or Zimo or Zillow? So weedy. <laughs> there was none of that back in '91. Uh, it was on Backpage. Um, the cat daddy stroll that Pray Tell did after he got the dick and the ass from Ricky the night before, and he went to go meet the MCs was everything as well. I've taken a lover. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who the fuck did you get this language from? Okay. Um, I was glad to see Praytel happy because mm-hmm. we have not really seen Praytel happy. We've seen Praytel uh, lose two other lovers. We've seen him be an alcoholic mess. We've seen him be depressed. Um, we've seen him be everything but fucking happy for two seasons, and now we finally see him happy. And so I'm happy to see him happy. Um, I hated to see him consider to sabotage his relationship with Praytel. Who? Um, I'm, I pray tell to try to sabotage his relationship with Ricky. Oh, okay. Um, when he was talking to the other MCs and they were judging him for how old Ricky was, and he was like, "Oh, He's girl, 20. yeah." They were like, "Oh, girl, um, I'm, I'm just, it's just not, it's not, it's a temporary thing, you know. I'm just, just doing it for a little while, you know. And then I'm gonna break up with him." Like, no, you have, you're actually happy. Why are you tell one, why are you telling these queens your business? And one of the girls was like, Well, fuck these other late queens. You do what makes you happy. And I was like, Okay, I was glad to see that. There was one other queen at the table who at the end was like, Fuck these other hoes, do what makes you happy. Yes. And that's where he should have been from the get go because That's where all of them should have been. Girl, one of these girls at the table ain't have but two dollars to give. She had two dollars that she could pull out her wallet. To buy trophies to buy trophies for the the um Pad. The pa- yeah, the pageant, <laughs> the ball, and huh? you got two dollars, and and you got you got words. Let me call you back. 
Let me. You have opinions on what I'm doing in my bedroom? I think not. Have your opinions about this patch. (laughs) Have your opinions about finding more dollars to give to this ball so we can actually have a ball. I can't buy no trophy with $2. Um, I was happy to see Damon's um, mind trick of punishing Ricky fall flat on its face. What'd he do? He I don't remember playing. the other last Ooh, child, the tequila. <laughs> so what happened last week? You Damon said? was playing the mind trick of, oh, I'm just gonna break up with you for a little while and bring, and, but bring you back around, bring you back around, and you can um, come to Sunday dinners with the family. You know, I'll bring you back around and let you, you can, think you um, missing something. You can hang out in the VIP section with us at the ball. And Ricky got that ass together and was like, oh, well, girl, I already got another boyfriend. <laughs> I wasn't waiting on you. You were waiting on me. I'm fucking the host. Over damn ball. Okay. I'm about to win. The category is closed. The category is mine. So I was happy to see that that stupid ass mind trick fall apart. Justice for bottoms. Okay. Um, but I was still happy but to also hear <laughs> I'm getting there. I was also happy to see the conversation of HIV disclosure happen realistically between them. Where um you saw Ricky was Afraid of actually saying the words that were coming out of his mouth, but he knew he had to. And then you saw Damon being angry again, upset. I let you back in my life, and you do this again. And it it was a conversation that obviously needed to be had. I'm glad had happened on this show because a lot of times in real life these conversations don't happen. Mm-mm. Trey, don't call me. And um, you find out when you get down to the doctor's office, and you think everything's all good and everything ain't. So and it take two weeks to get your test results. I said two weeks. The mm. when I went down to the place, girl, I wanted my results before I left. Imagine back then they had to wait two weeks for their. And imagine how many people. A lot of these men have had sex within that two week time, so they've been exposed again. Yeah. Or the virus has mutated in their blood, even if you. Or like, they've, or they've gotten exposed to person. other viruses, uh, which changes their HIV diagnosis if they have more than one other virus, um, multiple other viruses, which we've talked about on previous podcasts. But moving right along, co infections, co infections. There we go. Um, moving right along to the best moment of the episode was the fight down to the table after um, Damon graduated from dancing school. Uh, the first thing that he said My own sister, literally <laughs> Was I'm cleansing negative energy out of my life And it is essential And the angel said something stupid And then he was like, I can start with you first <laughs> Whoops. My own sister <laughs> And it just went downhill From literally, there my own sister. Uh, Obviously Angel was still doing coke at this point uh, I'm going to get to uh, yesterday yesterday's episode once we finish this episode. But on this episode, Angel was still obviously doing coke. She had the sweats. She was just saying shit. Slick yeah. mouth. She had to throw the thingy at the window, I thought. Yeah. Um, Lulu mm. caught her doing coke again as well. So, um, I'm not sure that this habit is kicked for her. Even though in yesterday's episode, she's saying that it is. Mm-hmm. But now that she's, again, uh, out on her own in her own house, mm-hmm. I don't know. Come on, yeah. I don't know that the habit has really been kicked that quickly. Um, he, Damon, Damon read the whole house. 
Damon had a, re- a read for Lulu, a semi-read for Poppy, a read for Blanca, reads for Pray Tell, uh, told Electra to sit down and shut the fuck up. He had reads for everyone. How about you get the fuck out? <laughs> How about you get the fuck out? Um, she had got up and left with Poppy, but was standing in the hallway. Get the fuck out. They still want to hear the tea. <laughs> uh, and then the memeable moment was when he was talking shit to Pray Tell and Electra walked in and was like, Oh, because you fucking him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know, because I'm fucking him. Pray Tell. I'm like, Oh, the truth jumped out. <laughs> and then um, Lulu was like, Oh, girl, this house is a mess. <laughs> Her and Dominique stayed to, collect, to further collect the tea that was going on as well. Um, I gagged when Damon had the courage to talk all that shit to Praytel's face, but then when Praytel ran up to whoop that ass, he ran on the other side of the goddamn room behind his mama. I was like, you had all of these words, and then this old man run up on you and you running. Ma'am, huh? what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> um, Electra. So it's, it got to the end of the argument. Electra is now berating Praytel, talking about uh, house mothers and fathers. You are legend in the don't scene. sleep with their kids. Um, and He's not my son. She is a motherfucking lie <laughs> because every house that I have ever known, the house mother, father, uncle, brother. Grandfather, somebody is fucking somebody. That was supposed to been changing the culture. That was supposed to been the change of the culture. Oh no! If this was the early nineties, and so they were still fucking them in the two thousands. So, Electra was, was lying. Part of a house for three months. No, you. Weren't. I was house of who? Um, I'm gonna keep this on myself. <laughs> I, I we could discuss offline, girl. I was a part of the house for a little while. Mm-hmm. So. And it was they did. They're still trying to change the culture. It's like it's 2006. Y'all still trying to change the culture. Something's going on 40 years. Y'all trying to change the culture. No, the culture is they gonna fuck within their house. And, and that's, that's not. I'm not saying this is negative. I know thing. 91. They were still fucking because in 2006, for those three months when I was trying to change the culture, lol, girl, girl. I thought that the double standard. Of- Let me tell you, this nigga unlocked his picks on. He sent me some pics like two or three weeks ago and asked me to send him the ride for Uber. So, Weedy, I live 750 miles away. And you talking about unlocking some pics and sending me a link for an Uber? No. Okay. Back to the poser review. <laughs> um, there was a double standard. And we still, we're still trying to change the culture. <laughs> there was a double standard for Angel doing the drugs and getting to stay in the house. And that was bullshit from Blanca. Um and again, like I said, her doing sex work was also different for Angel than it was for Poppy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was it was different for everybody else in the house. Everybody else in the house had different rules than Angel. Mm. Angel consistently has fucked up the rules and consistently has just gotten a green light from Blanca. And I think it's because Blanca sees herself in Angel. She said that, and so it don't make it right. It's still bullshit, but, and it's not okay. <laughs> wow um, Damon is out here about to be a 007 00 00 00 00 About to go on tour in Europe um, The depression of having HIV Is very real 
And having a support system through it all is also very important. And so that's why I still give a thumbs up to Praytel and Ricky because they went over that at the end of the episode was um, needing each other because they didn't have anybody else that they could really confide in about the serious health issue that was killing everybody around them. A lot of people around them, not everyone. 50 funerals in one week? Girl, I don't got that many off days. (laughs) So... They needed someone to be a trauma partner. Um, Is that healthy? Yes and no. Yes, because Short if term. you are, yeah, because if you're living with a terminal illness, it makes it's, it's palliative care at that moment. If it's a terminal illness, if this is not terminal and you're gonna live for twenty years, then having a trauma partner is not helpful. But ask your, how do I know? No, ask your, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> how will I know? <laughs> Ask your therapist or psychologist. Uh, look up trauma partners for yourself. I am not a licensed professional in that subject. I am just someone that has been to a lot of fucking counseling in my life. So, I will say for short term, having a trauma partner is healthy. Because if you don't know if y'all going to be alive for two months or two years, it can be healthy to have someone to depend on and to confide in about those things. About the shared trauma that y'all both have. If you're gonna be here for 20 years, then no, you you got to get your ass off that crutch and start running. Um, but 600 pound life, you don't want to end up on there. So you got to get. But up and start running. talk to your licensed therapy and uh, psychology professionals about that. I am not a licensed psychology or therapy professional. I am just someone that has been to a lot of what a podcast therapy. <laughs> I have been to I have been to years of therapy, so uh, some of the shit I'm saying I'm just regurgitating from said licensed <laughs> professionals because they told it to me. <clears throat> um, the soundtrack was everything. Um, like we've said, our, of course, was good. it was a, um, an amazing episode. Blanca's empty nest now. She ain't got nobody there oh, but her. And what was the song that was playing when she was sitting there? I'm not. Place? We're not saying that because it's a song uh, for my soul. Uh, okay. Nope. Nope. It's a song for my soul. Look at this. Okay. What is going on? <laughs> um, yesterday's episode was a breather in between that episode of having all of that happen in one episode, and now what we're gonna have next week with the season finale. It's a time um, jump, according to Zam Van Adams, and I saw that in a headline somewhere. They it, it said it was gonna be a, a time jump for the season finale. Yeah, we'll see. So wow. Um, I thought he was a liar. So not to call our guest a liar, but wow. I was like, no, Zim, don't tell the truth like this. <laughs> and it turned out to be true as well. He said it was got, the series will end in 1996 when the HIV/AIDS drugs get better. I was like, oh, look at Zim and Van Adams with the exclusive. But this also does not help my tinfoil hat theory <laughs> that they're about to kill somebody. I saw that. I saw that. I that. am. I have been saying. I saw that for it's, it's months, and theory. then in this last episode, they gave Blanca love. They gave her happiness. They down she her. get. She lost her salon. Uh-huh. She didn't got no kids at home no more. All her kids are technically grown and out the house now. I feel like they're gonna kill my girl. <laughs> I just the it's in the it's just it's in the tea leaves, my loves out there. I and I want to be wrong. If I am wrong, next Tuesday night I will be happy to be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I feel it in my shando, huh? That they are going to kill my girl for this season finale, and I am going to be in pieces. 
Okay, so this week's episode review. And this was basically Electra ep- the Electra episode um, featuring Blanca and Adrian's courtship. Um, Adrian took my breath away <laughs> and gave Blanca her breath back. Mm, lifeguard tease. On the beach. Um, he was everything. Uh, he had a cute butt. He looked like he was like six two, six three. You gave something him tall a to look at. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Latino ish fish. Mm-hmm. Um uh Adrian was the highlight of the episode for me. Um we talked about at the beginning of the episode, um, the deprivation hood mm-hmm. um that Electra's customer was using, whose house they ended up staying at. So that was the highlights for this episode for me. Um, I liked seeing them on the beach. I liked seeing India more beef is she bitch, and um, I liked the conversation that they had around <clears throat> girl power. Um, trans women who don't feel comfortable in overly feminine clothes. So when Blanca showed up to the uh, uh, to Electra's apartment, that stank from. It stank because that dead man is still in the her closet. That dead man's in the closet. And she's talking about his pine pine candles. Um, when Blanca showed up, she had on her cute little tomboyish huh? beach outfit. <laughs> and she it, said, bring me my nerve pills. <laughs> and Electra was over it like, girl, who the fuck is this? We're all out here looking like Victoria's Secret models. And then this girl that came up here looking like my and girl. Blanca was like, everybody's not like you. Yeah, I can't present and pay. Uh, sweetie, if you don't go, the model had to tell her to go put on a skirt. Okay, girl, look, this is how you finesse the gig. You go put on a skirt, a long form skirt, and then so that way you can give you a little shape. If, if you she could have still wore a bikini and a sarong. You know, like how big girls do it. Like, <laughs> I don't want all my stuff out, but it's hot. Huh? This coochie got to breathe. It's hot, sis, literally. <laughs> So, and she was the only one that wanted to get in the ocean when they got to the beach. <laughs> and like you, um, almost drowned. More at 10. <laughs> <laughs> Did Trina go live yet? We need to check. We're recording y'all, but we're still trying to see if Trina went live. <laughs> so that is my pose review for yesterday's episode and last week's episode. We will be late again next week because the season finale is coming on. And we want to make sure we review that in a timely fashion for... You um last but not least, arrest Ed Buck. Ed Buck is still walking around here on city streets. And as we have been talking to y'all about all year long, uh he is a nuisance, he is a predator, he does not deserve to bring breathe the same air as me. And I am personally offended that his ass is still out here on fucking city streets. So on Kanye West property, he uh, um, put up some dome houses he was testing or something. Mm-hmm. Kanye was like, I'm gonna do something cute and innovative. And don't you know them girls had filed a nuisance? They had reported this, they had to get a foul. Kanye West gotta take these damn things down. And this is land that Kanye West owns. Owns. <laughs> but for somehow, two men end up dead, and Ed Buck ain't got a report for fingerprinting. He ain't got a Call somebody and just give his side of the tale. We arrested Andrew Caldwell <laughs> for a failure to appear and speeding violations. <laughs> Andrew Caldwell done got up off of the city streets for a failure to appear and a speeding violation. First off, he should be in jail for a couple other things. <laughs> but the fact that they got him for that, sure. But Ed, Ed Buck, Buck has killed two multiple people. 
and has attempted to kill others. <laughs> and we still can't figure out the reason. We can't even just get him to call us back. <laughs> Actually, if anybody uh, has Ed Bugs number or direct connect, actually, you can tell him to call me. Um, I, I am available for services because if if the police won't do it, I will. I'll leave that there. Okay, this week in social studies, we're gonna <laughs> talk about Alabama. Um, there's some good news out of Alabama. It's some good news out of Tennessee as well. <laughs> <laughs> the jokes right there. I'm lying. I ain't no goddamn good news. I know it is good news out of Tennessee though. Oh, okay. Out of Alabama, which has anti-LGBT laws on the books, this state classes must emphasize in a factual manner and from a health perspective that homosexuality is not an acceptable lifestyle to the general public and homosexual conduct is a criminal offense under the laws of the state. What century are y'all in? Alabama, where do you rank in education? Low. <laughs> We're trying to educate the kids. Real low. And we can't. We tried to can, but we can't. Because dumb shit like this. So then it came out um, that, that Illinois will be the fourth state in the U.S. that will allow, um, that will require LGBT history be taught to students of the state in Illinois. Um, joining California, which was the first day back down to the 2012, with the Fair um, Education Act, Fair, Accurate, Inclusive, and Respectful Act. Word. Shout out. But this year, 2019, New Jersey and Colorado, and now Illinois. Oh, oh girl, we on the fast track. Oh, to the LGBT history inclusion. Come on out. Um. So... The what was it, Equality Illinois? Because I was wondering, I was like, well, what would they teach? Who who will write the curriculum? Because they ain't nobody called me. Or also not in Illinois, see. They got the NEA, they got girls, they have a whole national education um, association. Those I'm a gay girls. historian, though. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe they should cover you. Who knows? Yeah. I have, <laughs> huh? I have, I have touched a lot of gay people. I know a lot of the gay things. There was a meme that said, like, when, a per- when in the South, when they say that he a little touch, they mean he got mental illness. So you touched a lot of gay people, they mean you got you got the mental illness? No, that means I counsel the mentally ill. Um, New Jersey uh, signed the bill in 2019, January. Colorado did, like, the first week of August and now Illinois last week. But, um... Equality Illinois had recommended some people for the curriculum because they're like, well, girl, we um stand behind this. So here go a few people y'all should talk about. They talked about Baird Rustin. They rec- the Equality Illinois recommended Baird Rustin because he's a legendary civil rights advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, he stood beside MLK, Martin mm-hmm. Luther King. Mm-hmm. They also recommended Jane Adams, who was a social worker and women's suffrage advocate. Back down to the 1919 and the 1910 and she all. She a lesbian? Uh, she was a lesbian, I want to say, because I don't have bisexual in my She might have been a lesbian. Or a trans woman. Lesbian. Okay. So, um, back then, um, kids, like during the industrialization era, you know, we just start starting warehouses and all that, and children had to work, and children... 
went to work instead of getting the education because the families couldn't afford it. So um, Jane started Hull House, H-U-L-L House, in Chicago. And she said, hey, instead of sending your children to work in the factories, come get them some education so then that way they can be um, better later for later generations of your family. Yeah, and better educated for the workforce. So um, shout out to Jane. And it was also recommended by um, Equality Illinois that they teach about Society for Human Rights. In 1924, <coughs> Society for Human Rights became the first gay rights organization in the United States. And I was like, well, girl, let me go find two or three sources for this. But it turned out to be true. <laughs> I was like, child, who check my sources? My sources are not Instagram. Um, well, sometimes your sources can be Instagram. But anyway, um... So That's sh- why I know you're lying because you just uh, you waiting on Instagram Live to tell you about your next source. Trina, how you feel? We still waiting for Trina. <laughs> See, you can't trust all these bloggers. Y'all. Um, but it got me to thinking: what other LGBT icons, organizations, or movements should be recognized? So I started looking around, and apparently, the consensus is somebody named Alan Turing. A-L-A-N-T-U-R-I-N-G was a British mathematician who invented the modern day computer. Mm -hmm. Everybody was saying this. Multiple Mm -hmm. sources, sites, things. MLA format, APA format. They were citing him. But I was, and then I ran across one website that said that, um, first of all, y'all always talking about Josephine Baker, but y'all, the erasure of her being bisexual even though she married four men during her lifetime, she did identify as bisexual, and she was involved with women during all four of those marriages, ma'am. Well, on I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> but Josephine Baker, just even if it's mentioned that she was bisexual, that y'all already give her props for being iconic, but tell a little bit more about her story. Yeah. Tell the part where you had to be married, whether you were a lesbian or gay or not, to be successful in business spaces at those times. And so if you weren't married to someone in a heterosexual relationship, people would be looking at you funny like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to invest no money. Why are you 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 a well-rounded woman? Why are you 35 and not married? And then what do you look like as a woman not married back in 1920? Yeah. Um, the last person that I found, and I was like, oh, put this in my notes, is Kathy Cohen, who specializes in, currently specializes in gender and women's issues. She received her PhD from the University of Michigan in 1993. Michigan. And her tenure from Yale University. She was previously a director of the Center for the Study of Race, Politics, and Culture. At the University of Chicago, which is also in Illinois. Um, Because y'all didn't know Chicago was in Illinois. Y'all aren't well educated. Uh, (laughs) That's only Donald Trump that don't know that. (laughs) Shout out to Kathy Cohen. Um, You know, so who else are some other um, LGBT icons, movements, organizations that we can recommend? Because even when I was saying that Illinois became the fourth state to allow, to require... I keep saying allow. Wow. I'm so used to being afforded the opportunity, but to be required to teach about LGBT history. What other things should be required to be taught? I was like, wow, I should really write this down. I can, we can form our own here for a podcast curriculum. 
Um, Janelle Monet. Shout out to that. <clears throat> That's social studies this week. Leave us some comments. Who else should um, be required to be taught down to the school? And what grade? Because I'm like, well, I know the girls going to do their Black History Project. I don't want to be telling third graders that about bisexuality. What grade would be appropriate to talk about bisexuality? Eighth grade, maybe? Yeah, well, like sometimes in middle school, anytime you're talking about. Yeah, I think in middle school, anytime that you would give a sex ed class, if you're already talking about sex, you can talk about sexuality. Well, in some states, like Alabama, you're not given opportunity. That's the land that we don't go to. You know, when Mufasa was telling Simba, you have all of this over here. Everything like And then that shit over there that's in the dark, that's Alabama and Mississippi. (laughs) Don't go over there. There are six states with anti-LGBT laws. And And that's the dark place. Arkansas. Dark place. You don't want to go there anyway. Shout out to our Arkansas, Alabama, and Mississippi fans. I'm praying for your liberation. Woo! <laughs> um, this week in sexual health, um, I figured since we always talk about, not always, but most of the time we talk about HIV and STI prevention, um, but we haven't talked about what to do if you made a mistake or several and have now been diagnosed with HIV. Um, since the numbers continue to grow, um, despite in our community, yeah, in our community, despite me coming onto this podcast every week talking about prep, nice. talking about prep and prevention, uh, the numbers continue to grow, unfortunately. <clears throat> so, um, there's a list that is on pause.com that I thought was exceptional. Um, if you happen to um, be diagnosed with HIV and um, don't know what to do next. So first on the list is seek an HIV specialist. Um, often, no. Oh, Praytale is still down here doing Chinese herbs and shit. <laughs> no, not that. That is not helpful to some people. Eat the butter. The butter will make the HIV go away. I was like, Praytale. Who the eighties was problematic. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a no. I'm not telling you that you cannot do your holistic medicine at the same time as being under the care of an HIV specialist. Typically, HIV specialists are infectious disease doctors who have been studying HIV specifically for a number of years um, and know a lot about the virus, know exactly how to track the virus, exactly how to track what virus strain is in you and what you de- what you need to do to get your numbers uh, to... Um, untransmittable no uh, untransmittable levels so um the last thing a lot of people do want to do when they are diagnosed with hiv is see like this doctor and then this doctor and then this doctor and all these is hoes. it true is it real right all these hoes are telling you you're gonna die and all of that shit what is going go on? directly to the doctor that you need to be talking to an infectious disease doctor with history of treating people with hiv it is extremely easy to google them it's extremely easy to ask around and find out who they are go directly to them especially if they are already in your insurance networks so that is the first thing um have your doctors talk to each other if you have multiple doctors if you have an hiv specialist and you have a primary care doctor they both need to be talking about what your care plans are so one should not be prescribing you something without the other one knowing what, what you're being prescribed and vice versa. So make sure that both of them have each other's information. They have your full history and chart 
and um, make sure that they continue to have a dialogue between each other because something bad can happen when one of them is not talking to the other and they often don't do it on their own. <clears throat> Consider the HIV treatment that you are taking. Um, you might hesitate at first to start HIV medication uh, like uh, Ron was talking about. Praytel and Ricky are currently on the holistic route and not the actual meds because at the time uh, AZT, the, AZT was the only thing that was really available and AZT was also killing people. Um, we don't we fortunately don't live in that time now. There are lots, lots of different medications that treat different types of the virus in different ways that you can really try one. And if you have bad reactions for over a month, you can try something else that will still treat the virus and keep you alive a lot longer. So consider the actual medication, even if you want to go down a holistic route as well. Do both of them. <clears throat> Isolation will kill you faster than HIV. Oftentimes people get um, ashamed that they have um, tested positive for HIV or really any other STI as well and don't want to talk about it and go into a depression, smoke all the weed, drink all the drinks, do all the other drugs instead of going to treat the problem. And that is only going to make them more sicker by isolating themselves from the actual problem and facing the problem. If you face the problem, you can get the the virus treated a lot faster, which will help your survivability instead of waiting two months in a depressive state of, I can't believe I got HIV. Okay, yes. Pick yourself up off the floor right now. Get down to an HIV specialist or and also your holistic medicine if you want to do both of them. But do not isolate yourself because of the disease. And if possible, find a support group, lastly. Um, support groups, like we were talking about with Pray Tell and Ricky, are extremely helpful because you don't know what you don't know until you hear it from a group of peers that may have been living with the virus a lot longer than you may have been surviving for 20 years. Major Johnson's out here still. And um, it, it might be a really good idea to be in those type of support groups so you can see other people that are HIV positive and hear their stories, know that you are not um, a statistic and um Feel love and meet friends that can identify with um, the same thing that you are going through. Do not establish a trauma partnership out of that. Y'all should have friendships. It should be about more than you got HIV, I got HIV. Let's just be depressed about that shit together. It should be about more than that, but you can still find friends with commonalities in these support groups. And so... I thought it was extremely important to talk about that this week in sexual health because we talk about prevention, um, but obviously prevention does not equal um, people not being serial converted, unfortunately. So please share this part of the episode with your friends that may um, have been recently diagnosed with HIV or if yourself, if you yourself have been recently diagnosed with HIV, please take a look at the article. It is extremely important. Keep yourself alive. That is this week's sexual health. The song for my soul this week is a blues ballad by Trade, confessing that he might not be man enough for you. <laughs> 
It came out down to the 1969. Oh, like, okay. Oh, so this was before Tony Braxton's. <laughs> you not mad yeah. for me? Yeah, like at least a 35, 40 year uh, precursor. Mm. Um, it's called the Choking Kind. Ouch! By Joe Simon. I gave you my heart, but you wanted my mind. Your love scared me to death, girl. It's the choking kind. Ouch. Whatever you want, girl, I hope you find. That hat don't fit my head. It's the choking kind. <laughs> well, um... This came out summer of 69. And it was a slow groove. It was a summer jam. You like those slow... It, 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 it was more about the lyrics than it was about the vocal performance. Ugh. It was more about the groove. Well, he also it. had a deprivation hood. <laughs> See, look at that. See how that came back around? Uh, yeah, the lyrics. He was like, girl, that hat don't fit my head. I was like, ooh, the condo don't fit. It's the choking kind. He had a, he had a big ass head. Huh? Um, and also, like, the kind of love you wanted, it, uh, uh-uh, that ain't my kind. Don't so. apply here. Mm-mm. Shout out to Joe Simon back in 1969. Um, the choking kind. I don't even want to know where you got that from. I was exploring the blue. Sh- okay. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway because I have a podcast. (laughs) So, I was exploring the blue charts and I was looking up like, I wonder wonder, like some of the more underrated Aretha Franklin songs. Mm. And then, so I actually got it to like the top. There is actually a album, a playlist or something, like the 30 um, Aretha Franklin hits. But then I was like, okay, so what else was out during that time? How did Aretha end up having... The hit during the, what was her competition like? Okay, so say my name sold twelve million records, but what else was out when say my name was out? Did say my was say my name just that girl and these other girls didn't compare? Well, Aretha you, Aretha <laughs> did actually did Beyonce before Beyonce. Aretha jumped back and forth actively from R and B soul to possible she, to yeah I said possible gospel. Yeah. <laughs> it is possible. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, possible. Uh, to gospel To rock She did some rock songs um, And then back to R&B Then back to gospel And then just saying Okay well girl why I I'm just gonna do my Greatest hits until look, I if I'll write something else What is it called She's trans Transcending trans, Yeah transcending? transcending Genre Yeah oh transcending genre Yeah So I was like Well what is going on So like this, I don't even remember What song was out Around this time but I was looking at, well, why was Aretha that girl? What else was out? I was going around and doing my little work. Googles. <laughs> so I was like, what else was out? What? I was like, oh, I actually like this song. It was number one, it was number one on the R&B singles chart back to the 1969. I was like, okay. But Aretha, I think like two weeks after that, an Aretha song hit number one. So I was like, okay, well, that was out around the time Aretha was out. Mm. So I was just having my Aretha Franklin moment. It got... In a what they call it, we do rabbit hole. Yeah, I got in the rabbit, rabbit hole into so so. Shout out to Joe Simon, he did his thing. Workout. Um, the song for my soul again, like I said, came from last week's episode of Pose. Uh, it is a power ballad for the power ballads of every other power ballad. It is the is the definition of a power ballad. Unbreak my heart. This song breaks it. No. Okay. Did you hear that on like in ninety one? I don't think that you was didn't that hear that. Now, if they want to put in a Tony Braxton cut on this next album, I mean this next episode next week, I'm here for it. Cause There's a I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get my life. Anyway, this song is um, that power ballad from another 
uh, Queen. Actually, she was the song for my soul last week as well. So, Lamely, y'all about to get y'all life. Oh, Lord. I had it all, but I let it slip away. Couldn't see that I treated you wrong. Now I wander around feeling down and cold, trying to believe that you're gone. Love takes time to heal when you're hurting so much. Couldn't see that I was blind to let you go. I can't escape the pain inside because love takes time. I don't want to be here anymore. Losing my mind. Okay, that's all I'm going to give y'all. Wow. Love takes time. Mm. Uh, came out in June 1990 and was also featured on last week's episode mm-hmm. of Pose by none other than the incomparable, unreplaceable diva of all divas, Mariah Carey. And she wrote the songs. Vocally arranged them. Sang them as well. Sang the dog fuck out of them. This should and be again, track seven. This should be track three. <laughs> um. So again, if you don't... We're taking the producer fish. If you heard the song on Pose last week and was like, oh, this is cute. Go back and listen to the full song. This song is it. Love takes time. I ain't even going through no breakup and it just still sends me. Love it. Love takes time. Song for myself. The Lambs had also shared a uh, radio interview that Mary J. Blige did during Somewhere in History where she referenced that song is in which Mary admitted to Mariah, she said in the interview, she told her, bitch, you raised us. And I was like, Mary told Mariah? They both raised me. Who raised you? How old am I? A child. <laughs> Again, like our affirmation so, said, you are still a child. Shout out to Mary J. Blige admitted that like, that's one of her icons. Mariah is one of her icons. As it should Got be. her through a lot of tough times. So I'm like, well, Mary, you do it for me. What are you here for? <sighs> uh, let me see in my notes. I'm just I'm just so used to talking to you. I don't be knowing like, oh, wow, we're recording a podcast. This week, I'm here for black creatives in television. Here comes the story. Um, on shadowandact.com, make sure you guys support them. They have all the industry news for people of color. Shadow and Act. Industry have- nudes? News. Oh, news. Damn. Journalism. Mm. <laughs> Essence Atkins, who starred on UPN's show Half and Half, discussed the, quote, gentrification process that, oh. that happened back in 2006 when UPN had discovered their hit white show. Mm. And then all of a sudden, oh, America's Next Time Model is not coming back. Oh, Girlfriends is canceled. Whoops. Everybody hates Chris. Uh, this is the end of that series. So, right, S.S. Eskins was saying, like, these networks are really you, they find their audience with black people, then they start introducing a white show here and there. Then all of a sudden, they become the CW, and then all the black shows that came on CW got canceled, and now all of a sudden, all you see is Melrose Place and 90210 and whatever. I don't even know what the girls are showing. Who knows? 90210 is back. <laughs> I don't I don't know. They even brought Dynasty back. I don't even know what's going on. But the funniest of things to me was the first comment under Shadow and X um, Twitter share of the article was Fox did the same shit. They got their viewers up with Martin, Living Single, and New York Undercover, and then threw that shit to the wayside afterwards. 
And I could not tell you honestly what comes on Fox right now. I don't know. I think The we, Simpsons. I think we were excited about the passage. It was about the little black girl that had little powers. And then like this white cop or something. Was oh, that Angela Bassett that. show you love. Which one? 911 something. Oh, I do love 911. See, I'm like, wow. Well, see, I don't even remember that I don't like 911. I don't even know. Mm. I don't know what comes on Fox. You you watch I that shit? I don't know. Okay. So, um, but it was really like weird to me because I was like, I remember when UPN used to used to have all the black shows. We used to, girl, we don't know what channel is, what's going on tonight. We put it on channel 30 in Memphis. That was UPN. Uh, what was UPN in Detroit? Five. See, look. So, um, but then they build all these shows, all these networks build their audiences with black people. And now, black people, shout out to these people on the digital platforms. We use VHX, Viz and Victor, or Vimeo, and we continue to produ- produce crowdfunded shows. So, I encourage you guys if one of your favorite creators is one, uh, one is one of your favorite creators is telling you. To um donate three ninety nine for their show, donate five ninety nine for ten dollars a month. You can continue to get Black and Sexy TV. You can continue to get HD Productions. You what's the guy name that produced um the one that made Rico Pruitt a, a hit? I forgot what his name was. Cash De Niro. Cash De Niro didn't make him. Damn it! What was this show? Um, with him? Are you him? What was? It was a question. I think it was. Uh-huh. The ghetto. Um, I guess I might, I might as well say it. <laughs> this is not City Boys. Shout out to City Boys DC. Their show was titled City Boys long before City Girls ever came about. I meant to have the conversation with you offline. Oh, okay. I, I just saw that was yeah. triggered. They had to restructure the show because people no longer wanted to be associated. Then they had to refilm and blah, blah, blah. There's things about that. The things about me, you just have to know. What's this song? Your anyway. friend on there is annoying as fuck. I hope that that's just a character he's playing. I like a lot of them, so I don't know which one. I'm... Again, let's talk about this <laughs> off the air. Shout out to City Boys DC. Tune in and support them as well. They are black creatives in our local market doing their thing. Yeah. What's your uh? <laughs> I am here for Centoya Brown. Come on out, literally, come on out, <laughs> come on out. <laughs> and so that this is way. the good that is the good news coming out of Tennessee come that I out. teased a little bit earlier. Uh, if you are unaware, Centoya Brown has officially been released after her clemency was granted by the Tennessee governor. Uh, uh, yesterday she was yeah, just released, literally. Um, but what I am really here Cry for is um. She has a deal with Netflix, a multi-million dollar deal. Sis has been out one day, and she is making more money than me in my whole career of doing anything. She got a book. That they, they dropped the cover for the book. She would have wrote the book while she was in the, in the cell. They adapted it to the movie, down to Netflix. We're going to see her whole life story told on Netflix. Let's go to Zara. Where do you go when you get out? Like, let's go to, um, not In and Out Burger because In and Out Burger is um, now <laughs> donating to the Trump presidency. So I don't know. Where do I go? go like, no I got a book deal and it's a bit about to be a death. Papa Dose. <laughs> Where am I going? When I get Papa Dose. Yep. Okay. 
But I'm absolutely here for it. Here for um, it. I want to see this story because if you again, if you are unfamiliar with Centoya's story, she was kidnapped. She was sex trafficked um, years for years for a long time, and at the age of 16, she got the gun from one of her. Uh, I don't know if you want to call somebody them, in pimps, his camp. abductors, mm-hmm. somebody that was doing some bad shit to her. Um, so I. I he ain't a pimp because she didn't get no money. Um, she was being sex trafficked, and they were keeping all the funds and stuff. Anyway, one of the it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, and so she was Centoya the rabbit. Got the gun. Centoya got the gun, and she took his ass the fuck on out of here. He kidnapped me, and I had to kill him to get free. So now I'm being charged with. I think they charged her with second degree. Oh my gosh, my memory is murder. They, they, they charged, charged her with murder and put her in jail for 15, 15 years. And um, Kim Kardashian, the online LeBron movement, James, well, the online movement, Rihanna. First. We started the online. Well, yes. the people started the online movement. They got the attention of the celebrities, and then the celebrities started using their resources. Thank God for Jesus. The celebrities started using their power. And then in January, she was granted something. Clemency. But then they was like, well, we're going to let her out in August. Ma'am, it's January. Can you let her out while we're still wearing furs? Because I'm sure she want to go down to the place to get a fur. <laughs> she got to wait till August. For what? Because she writing her book and she uh, finalizing this Netflix deal. Okay. And that's, and that's wrote, oh, okay. She, need, she needs, she needs quiet. Up. She needs space. <laughs> she needs quiet and <laughs> space. <laughs> and she definitely had that. But she's out now. So not only does she have a book deal, not only does she have a Netflix deal, she also has a man. Huh? All right. <laughs> she got a boyfriend. So weedy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. A husband. Oh. Excuse my fat ass. <laughs> she has a husband. Explain. They met while she was in jail. Ah. They got out. She got married. Lock up. Life after life. <laughs> so people were questioning, like, how could she do that? I'm like, there's a whole TV show about how these life ho- after life. how people didn't do this. <laughs> They meet them either when they in jail or right before they went to jail, and these people are still so in love or enamored with them, regardless of the crimes that they may or may not have committed. Some of them actually did that shit. Centoya. Anyway, um, <laughs> got a husband, huh? a husband, a Netflix deal, and a book deal. I'm here for the glow up. Woo! I'm absolutely here for it. And so now it has come time for our favorite part of the show. Not mine. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love this little Porsche. You see how these hoes be lying? <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can get a book deal out of it and a husband. And okay, I got I got to get four things. Three. Get out of jail free. Oh, okay. <laughs> this one. Well, she didn't get out of jail for free because they didn't Ooh, pay her. 15 years. Okay, so sometimes when they... Can she sue for... She can sue, Ooh. but she didn't get it automatically. So mm. typically when, and, when your sentence get overturned, they will pay you for the time that you've been in jail. Mm-hmm. She didn't get a dime for those fifteen years because Sweetie, of I could use my lawyer fee. I could use my Netflix money to get that and get Or you just move forward and just say, fuck that. I don't give a fuck about that. I got these many millions in front of me. We're gonna get a committee to, to study if we should move forward with the lawsuit. <laughs> Look, Sandy can't get a committee. I can get one now. I can get a committee to investigate. It is time for our last call. <laughs> if you have alcohol available, please pour yourself a shot and take a shot with us. Um, shout out to the um, Popeye's chicken sandwich. Um, 
Um, so this ain't my last call because you're doing yours first. But if you are in the New York area, we're going to be there on the 24th, if you don't know yet, at Hell's Kitchen at 5 p.m. Boxers. Yeah, boxers in Hell's Kitchen. Boxers in Hell's Kitchen. Though. Okay. Yeah, in Hell's Kitchen. You like in Hell's Kitchen? I'm like, girl, that's a whole neighborhood. Come down there, wherever the loudest <laughs> niggas is. That's what you know that we're over there. Um, we will be giving out some free drinks. Yeah. Maybe some free merch. Maybe, maybe some lap dances. Maybe. So come out and enjoy the girls at our first ever official pop up. Um, I'm so nervous. It's my birthday. Shout out to me. First day of Virgo, Lord Jesus. I know that's y'all cool. told us to pull up, and now we pulling up. New York, bring that same energy. We saw the. Don't run from me, friend. Ooh. Don't run from me, friend. What's your last call? Um, link will be in the thingy down below. I know you usually say that link will be in the thing down below, but the tickets for the pop up will be down there. They free. Don't run from me, friend. My last call goes to the em- the bottom empowerment. <laughs> They jumped out. Uh, my friend, Saucy Santana, what's big on me other than my Chanel bag? Carisha, please. <laughs> Carisha, please. You know, he's notable already in the community. He was performing his um, cult classic, because <laughs> it ain't a billboard hit. He was performing his cult classic, Walk Him Like a Dog, down to the South Carolina on stage when the, oh, sound, the, the went sound went out. And they still knew the words. And the girls were still walk them like a dog, walk them like a dog, walk them like a dog. And they went into the second verse. I was like, ooh, I don't know the second verse. And they went, they went on and did the second verse. And when it got to the pre-hook, I was like, okay, I'm back. We was, I was, I was at, in my bed. I think I'm usually in my bed, Lord Jesus. I was in my bed like, okay, so we back pre-hook. If the baby mama getting on your nerves, and now she in distress, I was like, oh, bitch, I was feeling it. The bottom empowerment that jumped out. And that is very... Do we know that he's a bottom? Early signs <laughs> of when Nicki Minaj was back down there doing the U-streams and checking in down to the clubs and had crowds going crazy. I've seen recent videos of Megan The Stallion at this point last summer down to Houston performing oh. her songs. Oh, she's already had... Down she's to the festivals Houston and things, the local... Um, garlic festivals that we they weren't shooting up because Chad Houston don't play that. If you got guns, we got guns. <laughs> it's <laughs> open carry state. <laughs> down to the Houston. So um so making the stage was down to the Houston acting up last year. Cardi B was it's very early signs of someone who shows signs of a movement. America not ready for a big black man. Not just not just that Sorry. not on this I think, level, I, but the I think makings the, of. I've seen it before. I think that America should be ready. I so, just don't think that they are ready. If Saucy Santana can give us an EP with six or seven cute little welcome like a dog esque type songs. I'm ready to support. I'm just for saying. For the bottom empowerment. Okay. He wears nails. The ladies and now you. What'd you say? I don't even know all the words. I'd just be just living. I'd be living and dying at the same time. And that's why it's my last call because I'd be living, dying here for it. Ah! Is he doing the right things with his um Well do platform. not die do not <laughs> die before this fucking pop up girl. <laughs> this shit was expensive. I gotta woo. So shout out to Saucy Santana and everything he's doing, performing down to the prides. Work. I bet he's versatile though. I'm versatile too. 
Oh, we can put y'all together. Secondly, because first of all, I'm like... <laughs> My last call this week is to the incomparable, the iconic, um, Ooh, pioneering podcast, The Read. Oh. Um, the Read out. is coming to your TV screens on Fuse... On the Fuse channel, and I am absolutely here for it. Amen. Um, our podcasting forefathers slash mothers have a deal to bring their podcast from SoundCloud to TV screens across the world. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be prouder to see them eat and win. A lot of times in this podcasting game, um, there's perceived hatred. And or rivalries or shade or any of all of that bullshit. False. That is not the case. Uh, definitely here with us and them. We recognize that the read has inspired us to even come up with this podcast, and we appreciate the lane that was carved out for us to do this podcast by Kid Fury and Crystal. And I am so 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 happy. To see them get to this level of accomplishment and even further in Fury has another uh, radio uh, uh, TV show TV coming. Deal. Yeah. TV show coming Things. to HBO. So to think just talking into these microphones about how we feel about today's topics can push you to that level of influence and access, I can only admire and appreciate. So my last call is to the read. Um Thank you guys for doing what you do, and we appreciate you so, so much. That is this week's episode of Here For It Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all of your support. Come to the pop-up. Get some merch at Here For It Shop right now. Get over to our Patreon if you would love to give us at least $1 for listening to this long-ass podcast that we had to work on. Um, (laughs) And... Make sure you subscribe and share with your communities. I am still the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. And I will be on the next episode of Clean Radio. Take your Truvada. The resistance will be televised. I'm Ronald Matters. I thought I would get, do I get to say that part? I'm sure. My name is Ronald Matters, a.k.a. I have to deal with this shit. The Kim Kardashian of Bottom Reform. BKA uh I wanna be BKA something related to Star Wars. I need to do my nerd I need to do my nerd home. The real Skywalker. Cool. Is does he walk fiercely? Sometimes. Cool. He's the so, best he's the best at lightsaber <laughs> fighting. So sword fighting, you can do that. Look at ah, that. I can do, uh, yeah, it depends on if he's cute. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I really use mine like that. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much. Bye.